All right, folks, here we go. We are back. This is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. And if you love this show or if you happen to miss it today, then you can go check out the podcast, find Wesson Walker on the WFNZ app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, hit those socials, man, and follow us. I haven't been, we haven't been hitting on that too much. You can go check out the behind the scenes, see all the stuff we're doing, eating, wearing. We put a little bit of everything on there. But hit that follow button while you're there on the WFNZ Instagram, Twitter. Wes got range on Instagram and Twitter at Walker Mail on Twitter at mm-hmm. HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram. All right, so Carolina Panthers mini camp. Been going down. OTAs, I should say. And so, you know, you're hearing about the guys who are turning heads, right? You always get the guys that are turning some heads. And one of the guys that has been doing so is a guy that we have felt like is very much a fringe player. May not make it this season. We feel like he is kind of uh, a guy that really needs to turn heads. And that is Itil Gross Matos. Uh, They said that he's been doing really well in OTAs. And so I beg the question. Have we given up on him too quickly, and will this 3-4 suit him better? I don't know about giving up on him too quickly as a starter. I just don't know if I see YGM as the guy that I feel great about, especially with pass rushing still needing, still being a big part of what this team needs. For me, when we talk about OTAs, it's really hard for me to believe in all of that enough for him to say, okay, yeah, he's going to be a breakout guy. Like we've seen training camp MVPs before, and we're not even in training camp right now, right? Like it's still so early. I don't know if I can go ahead and say, yep, this is going to be someone that I expect to have a breakout year compared to some of the other players on this squad. Um, Yeah, I think that he's a guy. I think the three, four actually could help him. Um, the thing about the thing that's tough for linemen in a camp like this is obviously you don't have the pads on, so you don't really get to see them in that physical environment to be able to know, hey, is this guy really turning the corner? Because it's one thing, and I've heard from friends that have played in the NFL that practices without pads are almost as physical as practices with pads as far as everything that they do. So you do get some physicality. I mean, he's got the size, but he's a guy I would imagine they're going to stick out there at that outside linebacker spot. And three fours we know are very beneficial to pass rushers in a lot of ways. This is a guy that only has eight and a half combined sacks. I think he knows that this is his time to do it. But when you talk about, uh, you know, he drew some praise from his coach saying what a grinder and a worker he is. He'll do what you ask. Uh, they talk about getting from point A to point Z, and he's working along that progress really well. So I still think he has a long way to go as far as, making the team this year and being a, a an impact player or the impact player that they envision. But I think the 3-4 maybe could help him out. We're, go- we're going to get to see now. You've been in two schemes. We're really going to get to figure out what you are. Well, and just to read this quote in its entirety. So it's Tim Labaku, I believe, is, is the coach here. And they were discussing how, quote, he's just a grinder, a worker. He'll do it exactly how you ask. Very pleased with where he is in his transition. There's a process that he's still going through. We talk about going from point A to point Z. He's working along that progress really well. 
it feels like a whole lot of nothing if we do take positive away from this, right? <laughs> like to, to me, this is a very good comment to not say anything about how much he's struggling. And maybe he is learning this process, but we even heard some things about YGM in the early part of the off season where it's like, all right, yeah, he's going to have to adjust quite a bit and going to a different odd man front, what he's going to fit in this defense with the Jero Avero. They draft the DJ Johnson, who Scott Fitterer told you on the Kyle Bailey show, they expect him to play right away as a guy that can come in and set the edge. We know Marquise Haynes is a good rotational pass rusher. I just don't think there's a lot of opportunities. I hope I'm wrong. I would love the second round pick to work out for Carolina. I just don't expect him to be as much of a breakout candidate as much as I would expect from a Terrace Marshall Jr., Wes, who we've talked quite a bit about. Well, when they say uh, that he'll do it exactly how you ask, I mean, yeah, like you said, that is saying a lot without saying anything because the, the, the so. way you ask would be for him to get there and get the sack, and he hasn't done a lot of that, so maybe mm-hmm. he's not doing it the way you ask. But, yes, you talked about TMJ, and so he's another guy that seems to be uh, doing a little bit in camp. And so when you talk about the Panthers, and I talk about how they need to be more dynamic to really reach the levels that they want to, And so when you look at this guy, he averaged 17 and a half yards per catch last season uh, on a team that loved to run the football. So I ask you, is he the big play threat that the Panthers are looking for? And, And is this his time to break out, especially in that fashion? Could that be his role on his offense to be the big play guy? I think DJ Chark is probably going to fit that a little bit more. I think both of them will probably share that responsibility. I don't think that's going to be Adam Thielen. I don't know if anybody expects him to be the big play guy. So if you're (laughs) going to the other two players, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall Jr., maybe go, you know, um, running some of the go routes, flying down the field, that would make more sense. And plus Terrace Marshall just being a strong receiver going up and making a couple of really impressive catches down the field just last season, right? I, what was it? It was the game. It was Tampa. It was the Tampa Bay game after the Rams contest where PJ Walker started and they just threw zero passes. They were so afraid of throwing it against LA Tampa Bay happens. And PJ gives us one of the best games a quarterback had played all season long. First completion, I believe, I I think it's a throw down to Terrace Marshall on the right sideline. So right then and there, I believe that was kind of the birth of a different role for someone that was looking to find his way. And ever since Matt rule left, this is what Joe person talked about on the athletic If Matt Rule was still the head coach, maybe he'd be buried a little bit more on the depth chart. But TMJ came back out there on the field when Steve Wilkes was the head coach, and he started to get a lot more opportunities. He was the big play threat last year. I just think you're going to share that responsibility between him and DJ Chark. And even with the team that wasn't throwing the football a lot, you can look at the game log. He had 87 yards against Atlanta on October 30th. He had nine targets in that one. But even as the season was coming to a close – 55 yards against Detroit, 51 against Pittsburgh, 23 against New Orleans. Not a lot, but remember, there's only 40 passing yards in that game anyway from Sam Darnold. So he accounted for half of had the big reception to set them up for the game winning field goal. He was a decent part of that offense and delivered for the circumstances that were accounted for. I I like a man. I do. I, I hope that he can continue to be a guy that continues to progress. And I think the ability is all there. 
To tell you, I think that he can because I think that Bryce Young, when he looks over this receiving corps, and this is a guy that's going to study. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's going back and looking at guys' tape from last season. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that he's probably scanning and saying, whoa, 17 and a half yards a catch. Okay, what makes this guy be able to do that? And I think he goes and looks at these guys and he's saying, hey, this could be a guy that I could look to down the football field. You're about to say something? No, just I was going to say after you. But yeah, like I think with Terrace Marshall, if – you talk about the biggest swing factors for this team. Yeah. If he lives up to second round potential, the reason he fell oh, to that'd be huge. the reason he he fell to fifty nine is because of injury concerns. He had him in high school; they were legitimate. Had him in high school, had him at LSU, but he's a huge swing factor for this team. Yeah, and so I think that Bryce Young is like a like a Terminator, so to speak. I think he can look over the roster and the stats, and he's scanning, and he's seeing his stuff, and he said, whoa, 17 and a half. This might be a guy I need to look for down the field. So I think he's got a shot. I think he could carve that role out in this offense, but we'll see. So uh, we talked a, a few weeks ago about Christian McCaffrey and his comments on him getting traded to the 49ers being the best thing that's ever happened to him, and a lot of people thought that he was taking shots at Carolina, talking about the tradition and – the, the the legends of the 49ers, the alumni, you know, don't get me started because then you'll have to play the heroic music. I won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to get started. Don't worry. <laughs> so then he came back and he walked these comments back, though. He said, and I quote, I was very fortunate to come onto a team that built a culture and had taken the time to build a culture to add on top of the <laughs> roster, in my opinion, some of the best coaches in the NFL and guys who know how to use players like myself and have been doing it for so long. I just very, felt very fortunate to be part of something that was already so developed, so to say, and like I said, a culture that was established. But then he followed that up by saying, I do ne- I do want to make it clear that was nothing against Carolina when I said that. I have no bad blood, and I love everybody there. I still keep in touch with a lot of my teammates there and a lot of coaches who I had the privilege of playing for there. I think he said a lot uh, in that first quote that I read that still was kind of a little bit of digs telling you what he felt like he wasn't getting with the Panthers. And I think, you know, he felt some of the blowback. Some of the people might have hit him up social media. He might have gotten word. I'm sure he noticed it. Of what people felt. And then he said, hey, you know, I need to walk it back. And, And I think... I mean, I get it. You want to appease the fan base, and I know he does have have love for the Panthers. And I feel like this with any player going to any organization, man, just say what you feel and people take it how they want because regardless, even if you come back and try to clean it up, people are going to take it how they want anyway. But that's just the kind of guy Christian McCaffrey is for him to come back and say, hey, Carolina, you know, I wasn't talking that bad or talking bad about you guys. But like you said, when we talked about this originally, I think you have to look at the era and the coaches that he played under and some of the dysfunction that he had. And they ran and threw the ball to him and ran the hell out of him. So I think that, you know, he was just stating how he felt at that time. Yeah, I have no problem with what Chris McCaffrey is saying here. A lot of people in the text line when we first addressed this were saying, where's the lie when you're talking about how the (laughs) Panthers organization was run at that time? I have to imagine that a lot of that was just the power structure and what it looked like at the top because you don't get a whole lot of Steve Wilkes. It was one game, right? And then that was it. He was gone. It's what allowed us to have the, is Carolina going to tank this thing conversation because you traded McCaffrey because you had the interim coach that had to do an incredible job in order to get the permanent job instead going to Frank Reich. And so this was not a well-run franchise the last couple of seasons, right? Is anybody going to argue that? I mean, Matt Rule was not a 
absolutely not a success. And if he's the guy and then Chris McCaffrey goes from Matt Rule to Kyle Shanahan, maybe the best running back coach in the game right now, as far as it is carving up plays for you to be successful, then yeah, I imagine there is going to be elation going to a team that has playoff chances and is a little bit better run at this point. Now he's not going to be here for the second for the second era, you know, for this era following the Matt Rule stint. So maybe he would like it a lot more. But yeah, I don't have any problem with Chris McCaffrey saying this, and I'm sure he's addressing the fans and some of the players that might have been like. Yo, is it all that bad over here? Like, I hope it's just Matt Rule and some of the power structure at the top. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, when we come back, more Panthers talk, OTA talk. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I don't know how you knew, Fitty. How do you not get hyped when this comes on too? That's another great thing about this song is the intro. It's amazing. I don't know how Fitty knew, but this was the right one to play towards the end of the show. I don't know what song he's going to play at the very end. <laughs> we had a compromise, by the way. So when he brought it in last segment. It wasn't a compromise. What is it? Fitty, talk to me. What is it? It was basically you telling me this is what you're going to do. And... <laughs> I mean, I mean, you pulled uh, full-time status. You pulled pay stub. You pulled everything on me because I, you know, as I typically do, I pushed back on what you wanted to do, and you were like, I outrank you. Called me a bad word. Wow. And this is what you're going to do. Fiddy would be a good lawyer. I mean, there has to be some proof, though. And so, like, if you're a lawyer... And I, I don't think I think that'd be the part but where he can deliver kind of he can deliver lies in a way that almost makes them believable. Yeah, the only reason I would say maybe not so much there was a big old pause at the beginning of all of that. <laughs> was, you could see the wheels are turning in there, trying to figure out how do I make Walker look like a horrible person? Because when we talked about Billy Joel and also Narcos at number <coughs> it's at Narco Narco, thank you. I was thinking of the show. When it's Narco at the very end, we had a compromise where he could just lead us out with Narco, but that he could play Billy Joel at two, and we could have this compromise. But he wanted to say that I was calling him names and that I pulled out my pay stubs. Goodness gracious. Um, How much do you complain about me to your your significant other? Because I feel like it's an everyday thing. Mm, I think every other day. I don't think every day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 786 wrote in what song is that oh that is camp low lucini aka this is it this is it sirloin hater said camp low number one hit wonder they were no i mean that i would consider them a one hit wonder though because coolie high is up there yeah but their only hit was this though that was the only album? thing or no the album was great but i'm saying their only hit that like was a hit for them was this they didn't have anything else that was a hit. I got to look that up. Yeah, they, they didn't have anything else. I don't, it doesn't feel like, but it feels like the album, it, it seems like they're more of a one album one. Because their album was so good, yeah, but this was the only hit that came from that album. Yeah, it you, was a big one. It's, but. it's You know what makes it all, and you talk about proof, what is proof about this being an instant classic is that people who maybe don't know it or just may have heard of the beat, but they're just asking what it is so they can go reference it again. People are asking, what is that song? Like, we've got multiple people asking, what is that? That's straight yeah, fire. They're probably 90s kids, and they 
forgot about it, and then they're like, oh, I remember this, but I don't know who made it. Mm-hmm. And when I, I didn't see, I've never seen you react the way you did when I brought it up as a must-have on my oh, cookout man. playlist. Well, for one, you know, you and I, we have a little bit of an age gap, so then when you bring up certain stuff, I wonder... Like how you made because this we was middle an, school for me. Like we have an age gap, but I feel like I bring back the older music more frequently than you do. That you listen to for sure. Yeah, it it sometimes like I get weird. I don't like listening to '90s rap that often because I feel like I'm back in the '90s. <laughs> I really do. Like my mind works like that. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm back in the '90s. But um, no, man, I can't. Lucini, that's oh, it's just it's amazing. Hip hop yeah. at its finest. Yeah, Cooley High and Black Connection. And this too. was freshman year at. High school for me, 1997. So I was probably like five. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, not that far off. How old were you in 1997? Um, I would have been four years old, five at right. the end of the year. <laughs> so I'm like, this is it. Yeah. That was what you did. <laughs> I'm going on with a diaper. This is it, boy. Lucini was my first word. Yeah. Lucini. That's a song I could definitely see a kid singing to if you play it enough. Oh, yeah. They would love it. 100%. Yeah. And plus, you could play it again with the words and nobody could understand it. So yeah. you might be cursing and just not understand or know that you're cursing. Uh, Granny Pat wrote in, boys, as a true senior... Hmm. <laughs> all right i'm sorry all right grady pat wrote in boys as a true senior i love beach music as in marvin gay the temptation embers etc we love shagging exclamation point the dancing shagging exclamation point and she said that's the music at my cookouts can you appreciate it wes yeah no doubt about it those are great cookout tunes <laughs> Fiddy said he liked Temptations. He said if he heard some Temptations at the cookout, then it's getting busy. You know how I got I got introduced to them, or like knowingly that it was them. Oh, I'm interested. Tell um, me. What was the What was the the Rock football movie? Where Iron Gang. Gang. No, it's the other one where he's the quarterback and he finds out he has a daughter. Oh, uh, so they were talking about this on the show the other yeah, day. Yeah, like um, the, Oh, the, I think right. it was called The Game Plan, but I'm going to Yeah, it that's it. Nice call. Nice and, recall. And, and he's driving and this Thank song you. comes on and that's how I put like two and two together that that was the Temptations uh-huh. that Roy Williams, Carolina's former head basketball coach, worships. And <laughs> I mean, if you don't if you don't love The Temptations, you don't love Roy Williams. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was... Uh, there was a Chapel Hill tie there. Have you ever watched the biopic, Fiddy? It's really good. On The Temptations or The yes, Rock? The Temptations. Oh, okay. Roy Williams. If oh. there was one of those. I'm going to direct that. Yeah, you probably will direct it. You're probably going to be... I don't know if you need to direct it, Fiddy. <laughs> what, what would that be? Might be some stuff in there Roy and approve of. <laughs> That's probably true. It would be explicit for sure. Sirloin Hater said, uh, one, that they were mad that they bought that album. And two, tell Granny that... The R&B music that she mentioned is not necessarily beach music. Yeah, that was my one thing when she I mean, said that. I said I wouldn't consider it beach music. Don't leave Granny Pat alone. Because I think about the, <laughs> the shag music that she referred to earlier. To me, that's like true beach music. Yeah, I guess I understand what you're saying. Um, 704 number said, uh, for the older people that don't know Lucini, go watch the music video and you'll act like you did when you partied in the 70s. It's got that little bit it of an did. old head. That vibe. was their group, but mm-hmm. that was their whole aura. Was somebody wrote that Sonny retro. Chiba actually lives in Charlotte, yeah. and you see him at Merchant and Trade all the time. Yes, yeah, Special Ed lives here too, man. There's some random rappers that live here. That is valuable information. Seven oh four said, "I'm playing Earth, Wind, and Fire." Uh, Uncle Luke to some Usher Ooh. at the cookout as whoa, well. Whoa, 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 Uncle Luke! What kind of cookout are we talking about here? 
Not the family. Are one. you uh, eating so that uh, you powered up for later? Because if you playing Uncle Luke, you might be eating for energy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, I do, and you're not playing that one at the family cookout. <laughs> That's not what Uncle Luke is going to be. Usher though, but you don't like Usher. That was another thing. You don't like R&B Why did I like say that. Usher was at Dreamville, and you said that was. I you thought were it was. Exci- a, I, yeah, I said I wouldn't be excited to see him. I thought that was an odd pairing for a hip hop festival to have Usher. Okay, fair, fair to say that I'm assuming. But when you said you wouldn't be excited at all to see Usher, then I was like, okay, I just assumed that you didn't yeah, like him. No, 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 no. I do, I do like because now one of the few R&B albums that I did listen to in its entirety multiple times was Confessions. Confessions. Oh yeah. Was, phenomenal mm, right it's phenomenal but i just really have to be in the mood like i have a personally made r&b playlist but i have to be in the mood to listen to it i i love it i yeah. mean so and i think a lot of that vibe does cross over into some of the cookout playlists mm. some of the music that you're talking about 704-570-9610 i still want to get as many inclusions as possible so tell us your favorite song that you have to play at the cookout what fits that vibe 704-570 9610. I did want to talk a little bit more about the Carolina Panthers before we we wrap things up today. How about the Panthers young talent versus the old talent? Because Wes, you came across a PFF article that put out their top 30 players over 30 and there weren't any Carolina Panthers on that list. I love what you did there. A total zero. What did I do? I don't even know what I did. To be How honest you with you took the list that we have and uh, put the old versus the new. I like that. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I like complimenting each other on the segments yeah. that we cook up. So the young versus the old, right? They don't have anybody on the top players over 30 list, according to Pro Football Focus. And a lot of it is just because they don't have a whole lot of guys that are over 30. Right. You know, so Adam Thielen, he's over 30. You talk about a Hayden Hurst. I believe he's either going to be 30 or is right now, but still probably not going to make that list despite being one of the better tight ends, a solid tight end in this league. You might view that and say, all right, well, they need better veterans. They need some guys to come in that can not only contribute on the field, but also in the locker room, do that whole thing. But you actually might think about this as Carolina building their team the right way, Wes. Is that how you view the latter part I just mentioned? I'd say so as far as them being on track to have a, a team that's going to compete for a while. I mean, when you look at some of the notable players on the roster, obviously Bryce Young, 21, Ike Aquano's 22, Terrence Marshall's 22. Uh, then you talk about the rookies, obviously J.C. Horns, 23. Uh, so there are a lot of guys that they have that are in some key spots that are at great ages for them to be able to stay with the Panthers uh, for a while. Even a guy like LaVisca Chenault, who – We'll see if he makes the roster, but with the impact that he had last year, it feels like he's been in the league for a while, but he's only 24 years old. His own right, we talked about Tommy Trimble and his age, Jeremy Chin's 25, Brian Burns, Derek Brown. So the, a lot of the Panthers' key guys are in that 26 and under range. Yeah, you're bringing in some other players here. You can feel free to join the conversation, by the way, at 704-570-9610. Sharks, 26. Yeah, Adam Thielen is 32, as we mentioned. Andy Dalton is 35. If you want to get real old, J.J. Jansen is 37, who will never leave the Carolina Panthers. Um, And that's about it. I mean, even if you go to somebody like a Taylor Moten, who was on the top 30 tackles list in the NFL, Taylor Moten, somebody that they valued, he's only 28 years old. And Wes, we know how well tackles age. And that's why I think the offensive line is so well set up going forward. And a lot of people have talked about that being the strength. But I like it for the now and the future. So if Taylor Moten is among the older guys that you have up front, and he's only 28 years old, you already paid him. So he's going to be in con- on contract for a little while. And then 
he's been one of the better right tackles in the NFL. Hopefully, Icky can continue along and he can be the blindside protector. You have Austin Corbett up front. We'll see about his injury. But the position groups that you have, there's nobody that is entering the twilight except for the wide receiver group right now mm-hmm. with Adam Thielen, DJ Chark only being on a one-year deal. And even then, you at least shored some of that up by drafting a Jonathan Mingo. I think that's why you feel good about some of the ways that they've built this team. Plus, even their best players are, are maybe just even entering the prime. So, Brian Burns. One of the bigger thing, if, if you were a defender of Brian Burns, you can point to his sack numbers pre-reaching 25 years old as being, being among the best edge rushers in NFL history as far as what he's been able to contribute sack-wise before the age of 25. Derek Brown, too, here, West, like last year, there was enough of a sample size where you can feel good. You're moving him along the defensive line, but I don't even feel like he's reached his ceiling yet. What say you on the projections of a Brian Burns and Derek Brown since they're so young and maybe they haven't even hit their prime yet? Yeah, that's the thing. They're still pups, and I wanted to add to that too. Another guy that they said has been turning heads in OTAs is Cade Mays on the offensive line, and he's just 24 years old as well. But yeah, I think that bodes well when you talk about the potential of these guys and them being such young players and they have so much more to learn, but they've already flashed. And I think that's the thing that makes you the most excited is that these two players, Burns and Brown, have already shown you a lot, and they're still young guys. So the best is yet to come, you would think, because they're only going to continue to get stronger with age, more wise with age. So there's a lot to look forward to with those two guys. All right. We're getting some more song references. Christian Audi of the Queen City News Charlotte Sports Live show. He tweeted out. He said his cookout song is Kid Cudi Erase Me. Do you like Kid Cudi's a good vibe at the cookout? I yeah, like I'm Cudi. not familiar with that song. I do like Kid oh, Cudi. Oh, you would know it if you heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it for you. There are some that I know well enough. Day and Night is pretty good. Day and Night is a great cookout song. Yeah. Kid Cudi, he's got a lot of them, to be honest yeah. with you, that fit that vibe. Wild and Like I'm Young is my favorite uh, Kid Cudi song. Um, mine is This Is The End. Okay. I like that one quite a bit. Um, 704, as when I was mentioning J.J. Jansen, 704 number said, I'm sad real old is 37 now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> And it it's not. It, it, to it, that person out there, it's not. Why do you say that, Wes? Because I'm going to be 40 on a 13. Listen, baby, I'm proud. <laughs> I look great to be, you know, 39 pushing 40. I'm good out here. Is this going to be a milestone birthday for you? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, how? what is the reflection point? Is it going to be midlife crisis or is this going to nah, be man, pound it's just of the a chest, fact, I'm here? It's just the fact of one thing I've thought about a lot is how when you're young, you don't foresee this day. You know, when you're a young guy, man, you're looking at the older guys and you're like, yeah, you're older and stuff like that. And now you're getting to the point where you're uh, you are that guy. And so that's the main thing. But you're that dude. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have an issue uh, with that because I knew that when I was younger and just kind of struggling from a professional standpoint, I knew that a lot of guys hit their prime in their 40s. That's when you start to make the most money and start to do the most in your career and in your life. So, you know, I felt like once I got there, you know, I feel pretty good where I'm at for uh, 39. I got a few more days left of uh, the 30s. All right. So not only is Brian Burns and Derek Brown anticipating hitting their prime, Wes Bryan is as well as soon as he turns <laughs> to 40 years old. Uh, Russell in Vermont asked if anybody had mentioned return of the Mac yet. Also, he said you got to hit some Motown Philly too. Now, there are some boys to men songs. 
Return of the Mac or Motown? Nah, it's I don't see the hype around that song. What song? Return of the Mac. Oh, okay. This is also a Vashti take, right? Like Carolina Blitz. She has put out there on Twitter, please stop playing Return of the Mac. And so, of course, everybody tweets at her, <laughs> Return is, of the Mac, Jeff. Am I allowed to say that as someone who doesn't listen to that type of music yes, overly frequently? Like, like, is it valid or like am I... Am I way out of left field here? Because I've never liked song. that song. That was a big song. My mom loved that song. Yeah, it's fine. When it came out. And I don't think it's, if you're asking if that's a hot take that people are going to be throwing tomatoes at you, I don't think so. And it's been flipped, too. Uh, somebody made a newer version of that uh, recently. And Walker, I was going to tell you, too, you you dissed Walk It Out as the cookout song earlier. But when I put in Best Cookout Songs Young, Walk It Out was one of the ones. So I, didn't, I don't diss the song. I don't want to get it too <laughs> twisted here. But Walk It Out. I mean, the kids at the party, though, would vibe to that a lot. They're definitely going to start dancing if they hear this. But even the kids, you're probably playing some stuff like Nay Nay more so. Watch me. Nah, watch they, me they, would, they would get because they still would play Walk It Out in the club. That's what I'm. But that's exact. That's exactly my point. OK. Is that they're playing it at the cub, club a lot more than they are at the cookout. Well, it's, it's a fun dance on it. If you put it on the younger kids and the teenagers at the party will start dancing. Now. Yeah. Another one. OK. So if we wanted to do the Venn diagram club cookout songs another one i would put is new boys you're a jerk everybody jerking mm. in the backyard yes that would be good what about nelly it's Hotten the dance <laughs> you know what it is right oh now see people were mentioning nelly i forget who it we was. talked about a couple of songs what about hot in here well country grammar <laughs> yeah country grammar ei ride with me and country grammar you're talking about half the album is yeah. a cookout oh, album yeah that's one for sure hot in here that, that, that's a that one's that one the thing is We've commercialized it so much to where it might be able to pl be played at the no, family cookout. The, that no, see, I think that's more the friends cookout. If you're no, having a pool is. party, cooking out, the girls in, you know, the bikinis and stuff, you play the hot in her. <laughs> got to say it right. Huh? I do. I do like that you put. Yes, I was not doing that. Yeah, yeah I was saying hot in here. The, do you guys want to listen to hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> and Julius Peppers in the video. That's you remember Fat that? Walker. I forgot about that. Pep yeah. in the background hanging out. Yeah, that is fantastic. Uh, let's scroll to some more songs. It's my favorite. I love this topic. Remember how hype I got for Valentine's Day when we had the Valentine's Day playlist, Fiddy? Yeah, yeah. my idea was better. The cookout playlist? Yeah, it's definitely done a much better job. You're look, I appreciate oh. the confidence, but you are feeling yourself something serious right, for, for just a guy like, that has no ego. Well, for like also as as much as I like it, this is producer <laughs> stuff. Coming up with an idea, it's great. Also, so getting a guest. So you're just doing your job. You were patting your Gay McDonald was fantastic. Um, just want to mention that I got him. I gotta pat myself on my own back because all you do is talk down to me. I'm sorry, I got another text. I didn't even acknowledge it. What about it. Poison BBD? Yeah, that one's a good one. I thought about that one. Yeah. That one's also a big-time club song. 100 people, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cookouts are going to be playing all of that. All right, let's continue to go to some of those references in the last segment of Wesson Walker. But first, let's go with the last Fitty Flash. It's all right to be a little fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. ACC baseball tournament will conclude over the weekend. There's a potential West that the Deeks and the Heels meet on the diamond. I want you to plant the flag right now. 
Your Deeks, number one team in the ACC, number one team in all college baseball. Yes, sir. Do they win the ACC yes, tournament this do. week at the best pitching, best hitting? I did get a little worried though when I listened to the post game show last night because when people start talking about teams as if they're unbeatable, normally they get beat. And they were talking about <laughs> Wake Forest like they were the dream team last night, saying they couldn't find any weaknesses, how strong they were, and I was like. I don't know if I like this. Also, back in the second 50 flash, we gave away a pair of tickets to this weekend's Coke 600. Well, guess what? What? We got another pair of tickets. Caller number 4704-570-9610. Caller number 4, you get a pair of tickets to this Sunday's race at Charlotte. All right, we're switching it up a little bit. Be the fourth caller. Again, the number 704-570-9610. You will get two tickets to the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. And as we referenced the last hour, you might get to meet Drunk Fitty, maybe Drunk Flounder, if that's going to be possible. It's going to be a fantastic time. One more segment to go. Weston Walker Sports Radio. 92.7 WFNZ. When this came on the Last Dance documentary soundtrack, this is the one that got the biggest reaction on Twitter. When this one dropped, and so many people loved the Last Dance soundtrack, but this is one that got a big old rise. It's Wesson Walker closing it out here on a Friday, going into the holiday weekend. We appreciate you listening to us. Make sure you stay tuned here for the Kyle Bailey Show coming up in just a little bit. I did want to read the last few texts because you guys have been great on the text line. The last two days, man, y'all have been crazy. We appreciate it. We love all of the references. No matter if we're asking about the best autographs, the best cookout songs, you guys have delivered and then some. So we appreciate everybody. 828 number road in Camp Low and Souls of Mischief are always a great playlist pair. Vibes. 93 until? 93 until. You can't you can't not have that on on you talking about do you know that sometimes when stuff comes up i just stay off in a space when i just go into that zone i I got twice from you today (laughs) man does troy make you feel that way because i feel the same way about troy it does but not like i mean that just takes me back to being at my great grandma's house listening to the mix show 9 30 10 o'clock at night man waiting for them to play that i when you talk about 90s hip-hop man i always think about like a if, if you are an alien or if, if this was the first day I was ever dropped onto this planet and you asked me, what does <laughs> 90s hip hop sound like? That's one of the songs I'm going to play for you is 93 and Tia. That, oh. So when I when I would have to study and I would go to the library and I needed something to play, but I can't play hip hop because there's too many words, there's too many things going on in my brain. I would go to the hip hop instrumentals thing and... 93 till is one that popped up a lot. Ross did Rick Ross did a really good flip of that too. Like he mellowed it out even more than what it was. Like he made it slower, but he killed it. It was it was really good. Um uh, we have a couple of other ones. 814 said Lil Wayne right above it needs to be on the playlist. Friends playlist, of course. Right, right above it's a good vibe. Ms. Officer is a good cookout. I thought song. about that. I sw- I That's thought about that song. very very song. Light. Thought about that one. And uh Lollipop. That's for friends though. That one is not. It's a good song. <laughs> it is. Eight one four said go DJ, stunt yes. like my daddy, and I'm yes. me. Yeah. Yes. So it's the same one. They said that we need some Hustle Wayne music. There. You win. Kyle Bailey plays that a lot. Yeah, Big Hustler shout to music. Kyle's music choices because Hustler music is on there. And quite you can a bit. play that 
at the family too. You can absolutely play yeah. that. That one His was lyrics aren't too crazy on no, that. No, no. That's that's one that I might add. Yeah. That's one that might add to my own cookout play. I'm gonna make one. Yeah. I'm I'm inspired one hundred percent. Last one. I love this text. We're gonna end on this one before we go to the week that was. Seven oh four said Wes, forty. It's the gateway to being called Unc. <laughs> we gonna call you Uncle Wes? No, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> I like big on. I have no siblings, so there will be no onk talk. I kind of like it. If you don't want it, that's fine. But I like that text from 704. All right. We appreciate all of the text messages again. I can't stress enough. You guys have been fantastic. So have you, Fitty. I'll give you a compliment. You don't have to pat yourself on the back. You've been great. Why don't you close out the week with another great edition of the week that was? Thanks, guys. All right. Oh, smoke dancing? Smoke, go ahead. Go ahead and dance for him. Oh. I love it. We go back to <laughs> Monday. We were playing sound of Bryce Young, and during the soundbite, Wes compared the Panthers rookie quarterback to a current quarterback in the NFL, and then Walker gave me a drop that'll live forever. You cringe when you hear Russell Wilson because we know what kind of dude he is. <laughs> the problem is... It does feel real as long as Bryce Young isn't telling us how he's Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. As long as he's not doing that on social media, then I'm cool with you that being was Russell that Wilson. Be a drop. Yeah, for sure. That was that was pretty good. All right. Fiddy was saying 100% that's going to be that. Yeah, Fiddy. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I came back for seconds. I've heard Smoke do the same thing. Smoke, you want to turn your mic on and give us a Mr. Unlimited before we move on to the next soundbite? Turn it on. Boom. Get us with a Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Okay. That's better. By the way, thanks for having me on, Walker. Look at Fitty hating. He's hating over there. Unk. He thinks we're gonna <laughs> he thinks we're gonna <laughs> He thinks we're gonna like you uh, more than him. If we have too much fun. Yeah, with. it was a little late on Twitter. He's the a mic jealous on. boyfriend that you can't, you know, say too much. We love you, Fitty. Yeah. I know. No we one can deal with y'all's BS like I can. Uh, that <laughs> might be true. That might be true. That was a great Mr. Unlimited. All right, what you got for us, Fitty? All right, number two was also in Monday's show. Another argument. Around Jimmy Butler, who's now guaranteed a Heat win in Game <laughs> Six, and Walker's voice. Well, it went got will, so mad. It went Willie P on us. This dude is trying to sit here and downplay <laughs> a sidelines out of bounds alley oop to Jimmy Butler against Milwaukee. Can you tell him what Where? I said? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold I said on. by context. Go ahead. Go ahead. And talk no, you go ahead. You no, go ahead. no, you interrupted me. I said by context. I said by context. I said. Go ahead. I said by context. It was a great play. <laughs> it got high. It got high it over did. there. We were trying to argue about Jimmy Butler. If you don't know, Wes thinks he's a boring player, albeit good. That's the caveat. He thinks he's boring. Great. I have taken great offense to it, and we got in a fight earlier in the week. I got mad enough to where my voice cracked. It absolutely <laughs> happened. All right, Fiddy, what else you got? All right, I got two more. Every Tuesday, we visit the mound so we can talk a little bit of baseball. And at the end of the segment... There was a weird noise that was made, and we were all confused. All right, that'll do it for the visit to the mound. A lot of good stuff in here. 400. Could we see it again? And also, well, RIP to the birds. That's what we were talking about in visit to the mound. <laughs> One more hour to go on Weston Walker. <laughs>
Sports Radio. You sounded like a bird. Was that a Bigfoot or a bird? I don't know. We'll find out next. You thought it was me. That was the best part. I did. I yeah, thought he did. It sounded like one of your laughs because you have this very crumb job at the hut type laugh <laughs> where it's this like real high pitched cackle. <laughs> and I thought that's what you did. <laughs> Something like that. You sound like you are laughing at people <laughs> getting eaten by the basement monster in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> basement monster. <laughs> Last one, Fiddy, what you got? All right, this one is a longer one, but it, it may have been the best one of the week. After ESPN ranked Baker Mayfield as the number one quarterback mm. of the 2000s in college football, Wes took a trip to the foul line and in the process delivered a sermon. So ESPN puts out a list of the top 75 quarterbacks made by Bill Connolly, the top 75 quarterbacks of the 2000s. And folks, you're not going to believe who we decided to put at number one. Your favorite. He was your starting quarterback week one against the Browns last year. Baker Mayfield. He was the Browns. Now, yes, he did throw for 14,000 yards, over 14,000 yards, 131 touchdowns, and he had 21 more on the ground. But zero rings. No rings. So how could you be the greatest quarterback of the 2000s over the likes of Vince Young, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson? I could go on and on and on. I like Baker Mayfield. I respected his story. But number one quarterback of the 2000s, he is not. He lost in the playoffs. He took the L that automatically demotes you. As a quarterback, it's about the blings on your finger. My top five, Tebow. And don't you wear a front on Tim Tebow. Open up the Bibles for Tim Tebow. <laughs> All right? Open it up. <laughs> Every time he talks about Tebow, That's right, we're baby. going to church. If you don't mind, I would like for you to isolate the open up the Bibles clip there so we can talk anytime anybody gets a little too <laughs> reckless. I want the open up the Bibles clip saved for future reference. What a fun show, man. Y'all have been great. We appreciate you listening to Wes yes, and Walker. Sir. Every weekday from 12 to 3. Here's Smoke give you another Mr. Unlimited and also listen to Kyle Bailey a part of the Kyle Praise Bailey the show. Praise the Lord for Tim course. Tebow. <laughs> and Kyle Bailey up next, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.